Hey, welcome world travelers and fellow adventurers to the Tales of a Traveler podcast. It's me, your host, Stacey Utek. My greatest joy is traveling and exploring the world with people that I love. I have been to 63 countries and have a bunch of stories to share with you. So thanks so much for joining me as I venture down memory lane and share with you the tales of my adventures from around the world. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's just me today, little old Stace. No guests or anything, just me and my charming, delightful voice. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I had this memory flash across my brain the other day, and it got me to thinking about all my journals, and so I pulled out some of my old travel journals and was reading through some stories and trying to find this specific one. And, um, it got me to thinking I might start just this little mini series of some of my journal entries from over the years and over my trips. Um, journaling is a huge value that I have when I travel. Um, and you'll, uh, it's very archaic in a way. Like I literally just bring these large books and a black gel pen. That's very important. You know, don't ask questions. It's neat. (laughs) Um, I want it to all have like black gel pen the whole way through. If I have to write with a blue pen, it's just a quirk. Okay, guys, listen, don't judge me. Um, So anyway, I have just journals and journals filled with memories. And it's so special to me because as much as I think I'm going to remember something, I I don't, uh, number one. And number two, just the detail and how I was feeling in the moment, the things I was seeing, the people I was interacting with, um, those are things I never want to forget. And number two, my journals are things that I really want to pass down to like my kids and my grandkids and my great grandkids uh, so that they know me. And especially when I'm gone, they'll be able to read about my adventures and have a piece of me and know like how important um, these experiences were to me and how they shaped me. Um, so huge value for journaling. Um, I try to be as detailed as possible about like the things that I'm seeing, what I'm experiencing, how I'm feeling about it. Um, And I'm really grateful when I get to look back because I feel like I'm just brought right back to that moment um, with those people and in those places. And so um, today I wanted to share a little story from Bangladesh. And I haven't, we haven't sat and recorded our Bangladesh episode yet. I want to because it's just one of the most wild places that I've ever been. Um, And we had a blast. It was so unique and dynamic and crazy. Um, But it was a very memorable trip in a lot of ways. And so I'm trying to get the guys, I'm trying to wrangle the guys together to get them on a, on a little Zoom call so we can talk about it. But it's difficult because we're all over the world. Um, but there was a specific memory that came up and it didn't seem, it to the eyes of the world, it wasn't very big. But this is one of my favorite travel memories. And so I'm going to kind of read my journal entry from that the day that I recorded about this little experience. Um I'll probably add some little um, of my own commentary here and there uh, because it might not totally make sense. But yeah, so you'll have to tune in in the future to see why we even considered going to Bangladesh, why we were there and what we were doing there. Um, But here is my little story. So sorry if um, I'm not going to read all of it because there's some like personal little moments in there that I'm going to skip over. So this might be a little choppy, but we're going to do our best. Okay. So I wrote this when we were flying from Dhaka back to Bangkok, Thailand. Um, But I said, 
what a crazy 30 hours we've had. <laughs> I didn't sleep terribly well on the boat. But it's, so, okay, listen. Okay, I got already paused. Here we are. So we had decided to take this little, um, this little steamboat. Um, and it's mainly meant like a, to be a water taxi between cities. Um, but we had heard about this. There's virtually no tourism in Bangladesh. It's not built for tourism. People don't go there as tourists. We were the only foreigners I could see within miles every time we were out and about. Um, but we were like, yeah, let's just go on this like steamboat. You can sleep overnight. There's these little bunks and then we'll take a fast boat back to, to the capital because we had a flight out, I think, the next day. Um, and so the process of getting these boat tickets was wild, which we'll probably share about later. But this was me just kind of accounting for our little boat trip. Um, okay, so I didn't sleep well on the boat, but at 7 a.m. went out to the bow where I was able to spend time adventuring with Jesus. Parentheses, he is the best travel partner. That's true. Uh, together we sat and watched village fishermen in their small wooden boats catching fish with their small nets. For the next two hours, we sat and took the calmer side of Bangladesh, wondering about village life, sipping on chai. People waved as we went past, and it was charming. Also sad to see all the uh, brick factories, um, wondering how many are enslaved and dying of poverty. We talked about how we have no control over where or when we are born and what kind of privilege we are born into. It's a really hard reality to swallow. Uh, we docked at 9.30 a.m., <clears throat> haggled a price for a rickshaw to the bus stop. It probably was my favorite part of the day, taking a rickshaw through the village, observing life outside the city, how green, how quiet, how simple. Of course, everyone stared. Some smiled and waved, most surprised. I suppose there are virtually no tourists who go there. We stopped off the, uh, we stopped off the rickshaws and realized we weren't quite there yet. So I jumped in a tuk-tuk, found the bus. It was a one-hour bus ride to Barisal where we would catch a green line boat back to Dhaka. That's like the fast boat. <clears throat> when I got on the bus, I waved and said, hello, everybody. Like, I, I remember this. I get on the bus. Like, we put our luggage on the top of this, like, bus. And I get on the bus first out of all my friends. And here's this white, weird white girl, like, getting on the bus. And I just waved. I was like, hello, everybody. Blank stares. <laughs> Uh, the bus was crowded, sweaty, uncomfortable, and perfect. Um, I sat up on a bench near the front window, super hot and awkward, but I got to take in the scenery, uh, praying over the people and these cities interceding on their behalf. Um, I don't remember if I wrote about this, but at one point it was just downpouring and I was just staring out the window and looking at like the motorbikes going by and looking back at the people on the bus just crammed in there and just like loving my, I was just loving my life on this bus. It was just the most uncomfortable thing ever. Um, but it just, yeah, it made me feel th thankful. Okay. Back to the journal. Um, at one point, the cutest little boy came on with his mom and a long red balloon. Um, he loved playing with it with us. Um, I remember this boy too, really vividly. He brought on this red balloon and we just sat, I mean, it's just like the simplicity, like your phones aren't working. You're not entertaining yourselves doing anything else. So we're just like playing with this boy and like playing with his balloon with him and just taking in the simplicity of that moment. It was super beautiful. Um, I think it's in that moment when I was struck again with, um, a, how much I love my life. And B, how much travel brings me to life and lights something up inside of me. Okay. Dot, 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 dot. Personal things that I wrote about. <laughs> okay. 
When the bus stopped, we ended up sitting in a small restaurant waiting for the rain to stop. All eyes on us, of course. There was a guy slicing onions with a machete, and I went over to ask him if I could try. Okay, pause. This guy was slicing onions like he'd been born doing it, right? Just with this machete. And the whole time, he was staring at me. So I am the only female in this little, like, restaurant there. Um, Also, we had been traveling to all these other countries, and... Um, Bangladesh was the most conservative. And so I remember I only had like one outfit to wear that would cover my legs. So I had these like baggy black stretchy pants on and this baggy black shirt that I wore. And I had like a headband. We were sweating. It was just like, we were always disgusting. And so I'm like looking my travel best, right? In this outfit. And every man is just staring at me. And this guy was making direct eye contact with me. He couldn't have been more than maybe 25, 26 years old, but he was just slicing onions. Okay. So I went up to him. No one speaks a lick of English. I just also want to say this. So a lot of communication and the way that you interact with people when you're abroad just has to be, you know, like charades or just like there's so many ways to communicate but that's another thing I love about it is you just get to like try your best to communicate right um and I just love being a you know me right if you know me I'm a big cheese ball so like when I travel I also like to do these things um just because I think it's fun um so back to the journal basically um I oh I walked up to this guy and I asked him if I could try Within seconds, there were probably about 20 men standing around me laughing, taking pictures and videos. So I like sat in his chair and I took his machete and, um, and I started slicing onions really poorly. And at one point I pretended that I sliced my finger and I went, Oh, and everyone stopped and they were like nervous. And then I was like, I'm just kidding. And then everyone burst into laughter. Okay. So just, you know, you know, me a little center of attention moment. Um, Okay. (laughs) They loved it. Um, Afterwards, they all wanted pictures with us. LOL. We must be a sight to behold in these places. Um, One rugged tuk-tuk ride later, we ended up um, at the boat dock. We had about a two-hour wait where bunches of people came over to talk to us. They had no idea why we came to Bangladesh. They were so confused. Also, why we spent all night on a rocket steamer just to return to Dhaka the same day. Um, It's just such a mode of transportation to them, not necessarily something to be enjoyed. Six hours later, with some naps and card playing and a bag of weird snacks, um, we they served us this thing called dry loaf. Okay, I don't remember how it tasted. I just know I remember the word dry loaf. Um, six hours later, we were back in Dhaka. Um, this part was yet again super stressful. It felt more crazy and overwhelming than ever. We had to walk a few blocks to pick up our Uber, um, but I have to say that the whole walk felt felt like a scene straight out of a movie. The rickshaws driving past, the ever-present smokiness in the air, passing by small shops and people standing near buildings chatting. To be fair, Dhaka is crazy. We all agree that it's definitely the most intense city we've ever been to. We even laughed in the taxi, envisioning our moms together on vacation here. Okay, I don't remember this moment, but it sounds hysterical. Unimaginable. Sandy wouldn't last five minutes. Um, Then we pictured our dads, too, how our parents would react, and we were dying at the thought. The truth is, as wild as Bangladesh was, it was one of the more unique travel experiences I've ever had. Um, We were the only tourists seen most anywhere. Communication was super hard. We felt out of our element and overwhelmed most of the time. And to me, it's the essence of travel. It's a wild and unexpected adventure. And the journey with friends who appreciate as much as you do, well, it's a gift. 
After an hour of being frustrated with our driver, we finally arrived at our hotel. We hadn't eaten in a while, so we got room service at 1230 in the morning. Uh, They screwed us over on the price of it all. Whatever. That is travel too. Okay, straight to bed. Um, And then I go on to talk about uh, how our flight continually got delayed back to Bangkok. Um, Let's see if there's anything else juicy in here. Delayed, delayed, delayed. Uh, We rolled into Bangkok around midnight. Um, It was downpouring that whole day. And then I think I took my friend Cyril to get some like pad thai and massages and then we went shopping and it was over that whole trip was over but yeah i wrote at the very end of this on to the next adventure knowing for certain that it isn't my last i love my life and i'm so thankful for god who loves me like a good dad and loves to adventure right alongside me um and that was the end of my journal for that so anyway hope you enjoyed this little flashback moment i think for me it was the whole bus onion cutting combination that I just never want to forget. Like what a remote random experience. And also to know that there's a video of me cutting onions with a machete circulating around that village in Bangladesh just is enough to make me explode with happiness. (laughs) All right. Until next time. 